Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Awakening Bodies podcast. Excited that you're with us one more time. Today's conversation, we're exploring the idea of managing our energy instead of managing time. Now, this for me has been an ongoing journey of exploration because how do I manage my energy and not time? Shouldn't it be the other way around? That's what at first I thought. However, through some support from others and through personal journeys, I've realized that it's not about managing time, it's about managing my energy. So today we'll explore what are some tips, what are some ideas, what are some ways in which you can consistently manage your energy so you can show up as your best no matter what. Welcome, let's dive in. All right, so to kick it off, honestly, this topic is one that confronts me because I understand from not a full intellectual standpoint that time is not real. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Like, I know it is a man-made construct. However, it's something that we live with, right? Everything we pretty much do revolves Mm -hmm. around time. Mm -hmm. We have to be somewhere. We have to schedule hair appointments or doctor's appointments. And it's a universal I don't want to say it's a universal law. It's a law that us humans <laughs> live with. <laughs> and so, like, we can't... It, it's hard to say, like, when it's not real. Yeah. Because it, it's very much real in our day-to-day. For us. In our society. For us. Yeah, because I'll ask you this. You walk into the Amazon jungles and you ask someone to what time it is. And when I'm talking, like, a tribe that's in the jungle, do you think they're going to pull out a watch and tell you what time it is? Probably not. No, probably not. So, to your point. So, what do you think that they would say? Well, it, there's a different way to to tell what quote unquote time is because the way I look at this is show me what's real, and by mean real, where is it? How can I perceive it as being real? Outside of a clock, where can you show me time? Um, I mean. Like the numbers in a clock, like you can't. <laughs> the only way that we can tell time outside of a clock, and that's nowadays in the Western culture, very few people can do this by looking at the sun. They, they will be able to tell you how far along the day they are based on the positioning of the sun. This is why, I mean, if you take a look at the first sundials that were created, they were literally stagnant stones that were placed in a certain direction. And based on the shadow casted by the sun on that stone, you'd be able to tell what quote unquote time was. Oh, is that how it became time with sundials? Yeah, you've seen them before. Those little things are circled with a little like notch with like a triangle on it. Kind of looks like a yeah, triangle. Yeah, yeah. I never like realized that. That's a sundial. Depending on where the shadow was in relation to the dial, they tell you what quote unquote what time it was. Hmm. So why is time important? From our perspective, yeah. it gives us a structure. Hmm. I mean, I'll tell you for me, you know me. And again, this is such a paradox to talk about because... For me, very structured life. However, for me, I also am of the faith that time doesn't exist. So back to your question, what is time? It gives me a structure. In my human 21st century, 2023, 31-year-old Sebastian, it gives me a structure. It tells me that when it's 6 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to wake up. Hmm. It gives me that sense of knowing, okay, I have X amount of hours to be able to do this work that I have before I transition to something else. Yeah, so there's obviously benefit greatly benefit of Of us living in time and so where does the um, opposite come in of like how it can be (laughs) disempowering or not as workable dun 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 (laughs) (laughs) 
<laughs> Let me ask you this. You ever been in traffic and you're feeling rushed somewhere? Yes. Where's that rushing coming from? Having to be on time, typically, or like I'm going to miss something or, um, yeah. Right. There was so, an agreement that I made mm-hmm. and now I'm in Florida traffic on 95, bumper to bumper. Yep. Going crazy. Yep. <laughs> so take, take the, the, the clock out of the picture. Where's the rush coming from? Well, I mean, it's still coming from the aspect of like I made an agreement to be somewhere at a certain time. I totally get that, hundred percent. So there's there's an agreement. Somebody's waiting on you. Yeah. There's somebody on the other side of your car ride that's waiting for you to arrive so you can have a meeting. Okay. So there's an accountability put in place right there. Now the idea of not allowing time to manage you opens up the space where you can manage yourself in time. Because again, the conversation today is based on how do we manage our energy not how to manage time. Because let me ask you this. When was the last time you needed five more minutes and you were able to create them out of thin air? Wait, what? That I needed? <laughs> <laughs> you were working on something like, oh my God, I just need five minutes. Poof, five minutes created. Yeah. yeah share, share with me how you did that. I don't know. I told the person that I needed... Five minutes? Okay, but where, so... <laughs> I'm really confused with this question. Direct question. Can you create time? Can I create time? Rest. So again, you're coming to the end of an hour and you like need five more minutes. Can you just like out of nowhere create time? Uh, no. No, you can't create time. Okay, you, I you didn't can... know if this was like a tr- trick question. <laughs> oh my gosh. No, very direct question. You can't create time. You can, however, create the way in which you manage yourself in time. Mm. And it, it, this is, again, where it comes full circle. A lot of people get caught up in trying to manage time. And because they're trying to manage time, they're trying to manage something that it doesn't exist. And because they're trying to manage something that doesn't exist, this is where that sense of chaos comes around because you can't control time. Yeah, you can only I was going to say, well, like, we, you can control, like, we can control what we do in the hour. Bam. And I think that's what you're getting at. Yep. Is like we can't control the hour that goes by. We can control, like you just said, how we show up in that hour. Yeah, so let me ask you this, and this is for everybody listening as well. What's the experience that you get, like viscerally, in your experience when you think about managing time? Overwhelmed. Overwhelmed. What else? Um, limited. Mm-hmm. Closed off. Mm-hmm. Uh, rushed. Okay, let's stop right there. Now let me ask you this. Same question. What's your experience viscerally? Like, what do you? What's your experience as you bring yourself to the managing yourself in time? Freedom, empowerment, uh, excited. Yeah. Yeah. So check it out right there. And you, what, what you just shared, Lauren, is exactly the dichotomy of it. Because we try to manage time, and we feel closed off. We feel rushed. We feel limited. But if we think about managing ourselves in time, there's a sense of freedom, openness. Yeah, because it's like I'm taking that sense of responsibility back yep. of like I get to choose this hour yep. instead of this hour being that hour where I have to get things done. Correct. Hmm. Correct. So it opens up a sense new, a new sense of presence. To put it in the words, that, in, the, in the vernacular that we're familiar for, of, it brings a new sense of being into the space. I'll share with you this experience. I was going from, from Jersey City to New York. This is one of Landmark's events. It was a Saturday morning. And 
I was like, it was cutting it real close, so close to getting to the, to the, the seminar on time. And one of the key fundamental pillars of a landmark methodology is integrity. And one of the key accesses to integrity is being on time. Now, this is a time, quote unquote, uh, or no pun intended, this is a time when I was completely transforming my relationship to time. Because Lauren, let's go back six years. What was my relationship He was time? terrible at time. <laughs> it drove me absolutely crazy. <laughs> you know, I was on what they say Spanish time, which is such another societal norm. Right? I used to get so mad. And I'm sorry for that because that's f- total disrespect to you. Yeah. And anyway, other people. Yeah. Don't, let's, not, let's not talk about yeah. that. <laughs> you transformed that. Thank the Lord. <laughs> All right. So that's how it was at that time. I was in this realization that I wasn't fully respecting myself nor others because time was this thing that I'm going to be there in, tw- in 10 minutes, 30 minutes rolls around and I show up. So here I am, I'm on the train. I remember so vividly, I'm listening to music, but I'm bugging out because <laughs> about, I got about 25 minutes um, to get to the center and it takes an average of 30 minutes to go from, actually no, it was about 25 minutes. I remember so vividly because I was so stressed out about it. 25 minutes to get to the station and I had five minutes to get to the station to the center. All right, so I'm on the train, 25 minutes to get from Jersey City to New York and then from New York station to Landmark Center, about a five minute walk. Like, I'm cutting it close. And again, at that point, I was taking this as if it was life or death because I realized that it actually, in a way, is life or death. So I'm caught up in this, like, okay, how do I make this train go faster? Like, what can I do? And right there, so viscerally, I felt it. I'm so caught up in this time that it's literally out of my control. I'm so caught up in the next 25-minute train ride that I have that I can't do anything about. So what did I do? I literally took a deep breath and I realized, okay, I'm gonna let this go. I can't control how fast the train goes. I can't control anything. Now, there is something for me, res- to, for me to be responsible for because if I had gotten to the Jersey City station when I originally intended to, would I be in this predicament? Answer is no. Okay, so again, we're bringing it back into how to manage myself in time versus how to manage time. The crazy thing is, I got to the center on time. How? I don't know. And this is that day for me. Maybe you just envisioned the train going faster. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll leave the possibilities up to the possibilities of miracles. <laughs> I have no idea how I got myself on time, how I got to the center on time. When I take a look at the quantified number of minutes that I had from go, to go from Jersey City to the center, it was very close. Like I'm talking like seconds close, but I made it to the center with minutes to spare. How? I have no clue. But that was the first time when I realized how much I was allowing this thing called time to hold me back in a box. And because I was allowing it to hold me back in a box, I was living from a place of anxiety, like you put it, limited, overwhelmed. Mm. And because I was coming into my life from this place of overwhelm, feeling of angst, the sense of being limited, then everything I was doing was coming, was coming from that presence, from that being. So how could I actually ever show up fully? Mm. And it, go ahead. No, no, I, something that just came to my mind was a quote that our friend mentioned and was like, God doesn't serve a rushed spirit. Mm. I don't know if that's actually the quote, but in the essence of it is like, when we rush, we, we're in this state of, like you mentioned, anxiety of overwhelm. Yeah. And like, how are we going to have miracles happen to us when we're in that state. Right. It's almost like that the, the concept of law of attraction, it's like one 
bad thing continue to happen happen after one thing after another mm-hmm. like i don't know about you but for me it's like if i ever find myself in this place where like i'm am being rushed mm-hmm. i hit every freaking red light yep. it's like one after another and it, i i now i like i laugh at it because yep. it's like okay i i get what's happening here it's the energy that i'm putting out huh. and so like what you're saying too it's like okay just letting that go yeah. like yeah okay i could have been responsible for managing myself in my energy to make sure that I actually get there on the quote unquote right time. Yep. But when you're in that moment, it is that sense of like surrender. Yeah. Of allowing the things to just unfold and just to be with it. Yeah. And and again, it's the dichotomy of responsibility and surrender. Because back to my example going from Jersey City to Jersey City to New York City, if I had left my house on time, like I'd originally intended, I would have gotten to the train station on time, like I'd originally intended. But again, perfection doesn't happen. It's this illusionary thing. So I didn't set myself up properly. Now there's, when you're, back to your example, you're going to meet somebody. Okay, if you know you're gonna be quote unquote late, there's something very powerful to do. Simple, acknowledge it. Hey, I'm on my way there, I'm gonna be five minutes past the time that we're supposed to meet. At that point, and I've experienced it myself, maybe for you, you can share, maybe if you've ever had that experience where you're going somewhere, you're feeling rushed, you let the other person know, and it's like the sense of like overwhelm and rush kind of diminishes. Yeah, it's because you restore your integrity around it. Ah, there it is. Right, there's this, re- there's this recognition of, we're supposed to be here at a specific time, I'm not gonna be there, so now instead of you feeling rushed to get there, you now give yourself leeway to get there at a specific yeah. time and that's a big topic we we actually discuss a lot in our retreats as well as our own coaching curriculum as well is integrity yep it's and just to break it down in the simple form we don't have to go that too deep into it but integrity is honoring your word and also honoring your word when you're not honoring your word <laughs> so for instance like sebastian mentioned like if you're going to be late letting the people know that you're going to be late if you're not showing up, letting them know. So you're still holding this level of responsibility and accountability to it, but there's also a followed up agreement with it. Mm-hmm. Nothing gets me more frustrated is like when people aren't in communication around that. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're waiting and like, you're like, where are they? You know, even we've taken on, we've taken this on like so seriously. Like even if we're going to be five minutes late to a dinner reservation, we're calling that restaurant. Yep. Um, just because it's a level of respect, like it's just kind of an oxymoron, but I honor your time. I honor other people's time. So I hope that you would honor mine as well, because it does tie into our energy. It's you are putting your energy to, to host something or to be somewhere. And it's, it's that space that is being generated in that time. Mm -hmm. And so just letting people know. So to kind of branch off of that, what are some tools and tips that, you personally use and you support your your clients in using because you're obviously a high performance coach and so I feel like time is something that is <laughs> talked about a lot because time is quote like what runs society for the most part. So how do you support yourself as well as your clients? Yeah, and we started off the conversation on time to leeway into managing it. Because if we're no longer being run by this thing that is not real, then we are left in a place of power over the thing. So again, if you can step out of time being this thing that runs you 
And instead of being this thing that runs you, you can then put yourself in the shoes of being the person responsible to manage yourself in time. You're no longer at the whim of time. You're now responsible for yourself in time. Do you follow that? Yeah, like just, I, I think a lot of it is like, you're saying it like twice, time, time. So it's like making me like <laughs> double think it, but just energy, managing your energy in time. Managing your energy and yeah, I mean, you can put it that way. If that's what you understand it in the most clear way, yes. How you manage your energy in time is going to give you access to actually use the time in the fullest capacity. Yes. Now, with high-performance coaching, and this is so powerful because, again, the idea of time is it allows us to live in a place of structure. In this place of structure, it also allows us to then flow within the structure. Now, let me ask you this, and I'll bring this because it's easy to see. You ever take a look at a, at a snowflake? Mm-hmm. A frozen snowflake. Mm-hmm. What does it look like? Um, I mean, it depends what energy you give it. <laughs> so let's say it's, a, it's let's say it's one of love it, and, and okay, okay. I'm just messing with you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, it's perfect. It looks beautiful. It's beautifully shaped. Yep, it's it's literally symmetrical, symmetrically perfect. So there is this perfect form, this perfect shape that is caused by water freezing a particular pattern, which we have a snowflake. There's a there's there's that right there. That's a structure. That is a perfect structure. Now from and I'm bringing this up because with time we have this structure that's created again man-made that we've built over time. 12 a.m., 12 p.m. and that's of 24 hours. Within that structure, we now have the ability to be able to flow. Go ahead. Is it 24 hours? Yes, 24 hours. What do you mean? Isn't it 12? <laughs> Wait. <laughs> <laughs> 12 how many hours in a day but you said 12 p.m to 12 a.m you mean 12 a.m to 12 a.m okay yeah i'm sorry about that okay that's, exactly that's right I'm, I'm so glad that we just got that on recording because it's not 24 hours it's 12 right 12 a.m 12 p.m is two hours i meant to say 12 a.m to 12 a.m 24 wow. hours well, that came back at you <laughs> okay so back to your question high performance the structure to time allows us to then step forward into that time to be able to do the things that we've set out to do in high performance and you know high performance is is such a trendy phrase right now I always must make sure that people understand what high performance is because it's not just about achievement of things it's about our full fulfillment a full feeling of experience a full level of connection a full level of honoring High performance is not just getting things done. A lot of people get caught up in high performance being just that. No, there's a deep of there's a deep sense of fulfillment, there's a deep sense of connection, there's a deep sense of love, there's a deep sense of honoring oneself and the other person. That's what high performance is all about. Not just getting things done. And really important for me to communicate that because a lot of people think that okay, this is just about getting things done. No. This is about the energy that you bring into the things being done. This is about for you to be able to step forward into whatever it is that you're doing from a sense of presence, with a sense of connection, with a sense of love, regardless of whatever it is that you're doing. So now with, um, with, this, with this idea of in the world that we're in, how do I help my clients move through the day, correct? Was that your question? Yeah, it was like, what are some tools that you support them in managing their energy within time? Awesome. So first things first, to be consciously aware of who they're choosing to be whenever they're doing something. Mm, What do you mean? So 
when you're stepping into, let's say, a meeting with a coworker, or let's say you're meeting, you're, you're gonna go and spend time with your spouse or your kids, how are you choosing to show up as that, in that? Are you consciously choosing to be connection, to be presence, to be love? Are you consciously, and this is again where it's like, for us as humans, we have the ability to choose. That's what makes us so powerful as humans. Animals, at a specific time in the year, wherever they're at, they gotta migrate. There's no choice for them, they just gotta go. We get to choose. We get to generate. So my invitation, and to your question, how do I support clients? Okay, let's say you're about to walk into a, a meeting with a new partner, potentially, or a new business, potential. Okay, before you go into that meeting, have you chosen who you're gonna be in that conversation? Mm. You can choose to be bold, you can choose to be confident, you can choose to be connected. Now, those th three things right there, and back to what you said before, those three characteristics, those traits, those ways of being, to put that vernacular, those ways of being have now created a set of integrity for you. They've now given you a baseline that you can base yourself off of. This is why it's important that you consciously choose it, because if you don't consciously choose it, the things around you will choose it for you. If you're feeling rushed and you don't consciously choose to be present, well, you're going to be feeling rushed, you're going to be feeling closed off, and you're going to think you're not going to have enough time to have this conversation with your partner. And it's really interesting on even if you are to be rushed based on your circumstances, time will move faster. Hmm. <laughs> like it would feel it feels feel. like it's moving yeah. faster maybe it's not literally moving faster but because you're in this state of being like Rushed. you are creating this reality for yourself mm -hmm. and so if you're choosing to be present and in the moment like time just tends i don't know we've had moments where it's just like whoa where did the time go yep because you're so present you're so focused you're just in a grounded space yep and i i personally love this practice i mean you we, we practice this with everything that we do, I feel like. Mm -hmm. Whenever we're going somewhere, we always ask ourselves, who are you choosing to show up as? And even when we're recording this podcast, it's almost like you're being so intentional about yeah. this experience you're about to go in because this, by choosing how you're going to show, show up as, you're literally generating yourself to embody that. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and this is where us as humans, again, this is where we have such incredible responsibility in this because nobody else is going to do it for you. Mm. And this is where a lot of people get confronted by that because they would rather not because it's easier to not. Yeah, it's easy just to go with the flow. Correct. And yeah, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying like every moment choose how you're going to be, but why not? <laughs> why not? Exactly. And, and that's not to say that you're going to be that all the time. Yeah. And like not to try to like fake what you're actually mm -hmm. feeling. Mm -hmm. Like no, definitely feel what you're feeling. Yep. And if you have an intention of how you want to show up differently, yep. embody that. Yep. Why not? You know, I love the practice that, I don't know if you still do this with your clients, but I know it's something that we used to do when you first got certified years back, and that was sending an alarm on your phone. Yes. So can you explain a little bit more about that? Yeah, sure. So the idea with this is, is the human brain, uh, if we just allow life to be based on memory, we're going to forget a lot. Because the brain, the, the brain, not the mind, the brain is, is intended for one thing, survival. Things that are going to potentially take away your survival, you're going to remember. Things that are not going against your survival, they're, they're extra. The brain doesn't need that. It's looking for one thing, security, survival. The idea of showing up in a big space 
that doesn't necessarily mean you're in, you're in danger. So that, according to the brain, is again something extra, meaning it's not necessary. To be able to put yourself in a place where you allow stimulus, triggers, to put that word, if you allow a trigger to remind you of something, you can now bring yourself back to, oh, I chose or intentionally wanted to be, show up as this, am I actually? And you put an alarm, let's say you put three alarms throughout the day, let's say, and again, this is like for you to choose, the idea of choosing how you're gonna show up is like putting on a jacket, the moment that you fit, that, that you put on a jacket and it feels really good, you're like, okay, I'm gonna stick with this one. You put on another jacket, it doesn't fit you as well, you don't. So the idea of choosing who you're gonna be, whether you're gonna be present, whether you're gonna be connected, whether you're gonna be loving, you're gonna feel the way that the ones are gonna be the most connected to you. Like they're just gonna fit like a puzzle. Mm. So throughout the day, give yourself three words. And again, my recommendation is you can take up three days at the beginning of the day that are gonna give you like an, a, a broad way for you to show up during the day. You put three alarms throughout the day with those three words. Let's say one at 9 a.m., another one at 2 p.m., and another one at 6 p.m. And the moment that those alarms show up, how are you being in, let's say, connected, present, and loving? When that alarm goes off, that's an opportunity for you to say, okay, how am I doing in this? How am I showing up? Am I actually connected with people around me? Am I actually present with them? Am I actually expressing love? A good way for you to measure yourself, just a simple zero to 10. Zero, zero being you're not showing up as that at all, and 10, you're fully showing up as that. Now, this is where high performance is really, this is why I shared before that high performance is not just about, about achieving things. Because when you catch yourself at a zero, this is not to make yourself wrong. This is not to villainize who you are. This is not to put a ball and chain to your foot. This is just for a space for you to give yourself grace and realize, oh, I told myself that I'd be loving and connected, and I haven't been. Okay, that's it. Now I'm gonna choose to show up as that. Even if it's 7 p.m. and you're about to go to sleep at eight, can you give yourself that love intentionally? Mm, I love that. I, that's personally been a, such a major support with myself, um, especially when I was doing it in the beginning and maybe I'll even take it up after you talk about this because it's so true. Like I know for me, like I do my morning rituals and my morning routines and I answer a series of questions and one of them is like, who do I wish to be today? And in that moment, you know, I'm sitting in the presence and maybe getting some sun in that and I'm just feeling so good. And so I say what I want to say and I'm choosing that and I embody that. And then life goes on, mm-hmm. you know, calls start to happen. Things get asked of me. You're mad because dishes aren't done, you know, and like (laughs) things begin to surface and I start becoming out of that alignment. And so I'm going to take that back on. I really like that, that initiation of that constant reminder of like, who do I wish to embody right now? Yeah. It's funny. I, I'll just keep going. Um, and then like at the end of my day, like I have a nightly reflection that I do and I look back and I'm like, oh yeah, I was maybe 50 50 percent being them mm-hmm. instead of like a hundred percent i don't think we'll ever actually maybe we will be a hundred percent um but yeah that constant reminder mm-hmm. and the the there's the, there's a lot of power in measuring there's a lot of power in being able to track yourself and how you're showing up throughout the day again this isn't for you to make yourself wrong this is not for you to be a villain of your own story none of that this is for you to just understand and you can even take it beyond the phone 
I mean, I'll tell you that my ring, my wedding band, is a trigger for me to think about loving connection to you. I see the ocean as we have walking up the stairs, you have the ocean waves, that's a trigger for me. And the, what goes through my mind as I see that is, as the waves comes, they go, and as the emotions comes, they go. So it allows me to just release. Wow. You didn't know that. No. It's, it's these little things that consistently, we have the, 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 the whiteboard on, on the fridge. The eyes see the impossible, the hands of, of faith achieve the unattainable. Like all of these things are little triggers for me. These are not just things that are kind of going up there because they sound nice. These are triggers for me to allow me to show up. And I can use anything. My phone goes off. That's an opportunity for me to breathe because my phone goes off a lot. Okay, well, am I actually breathing? Because how many times have I caught myself shallow breathing? A lot. Mm. I catch myself in this space where I'm like closed up because I got so many things on my mind. Well, okay, my phone is going off. Deep intentional breath. Wow. Talk about living intentionally. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really inspired by this, and I didn't even know that about you. So cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all of these things. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's the idea that if you're not choosing, things are choosing for you. Yeah, yeah. And it's just living so intentionally and literally giving meaning to the things that are around you in your life. Yeah. Because um, everything is meaningless, right? We have the ability to literally make anything mean something. Like you see the waves like on our staircase of like a painting. Like I would never think of that, but it's such a beautiful idea and concept. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you say something, you like, you like steamroll through something so huge. Everything is meaningless. And yeah. we'll have a huge conversation about that. <laughs> not now. Because not now. We get the ability to give things meaning. We'll just leave it at that for now. Yeah. So let's discuss a little bit deeper into being mindful of your energy drains. Yes. So this is something that it's really insightful to me to take a look on to see what's actually draining my energy. Mm -hmm. I feel like when we go through our day-to-day -day life, it is almost like we know what drains us, but we don't really acknowledge it. And when yep. we don't acknowledge it, it tends to rule over us. Yep. And so how would you recommend to support someone in discovering what their energy drains are? Sure. Enter the conversation of integrity. This is where, and I'll put it this way, I've said this many times to people that we've worked with and I said it to you, imagine you, if you have a cup full of holes, how much would that cup actually fulfill its purpose? It wouldn't. If a cup is full of holes, you can fill it up with water, but it's full of holes, so it's gonna eventually drain. Yeah. So for somebody that is right now, maybe you're experiencing a sense of consistent chronic fatigue. Okay, explore. Where have you given a promise that you haven't fulfilled? Where have you gave your word to something that you actually follow, haven't followed through on? That's step one. If there's things right now that you've given your word to that you have not followed through on, consider that's a hole in the many in the cup and simple. Okay, well now you realize you have a hole there. Simple, acknowledge it to yourself. And if it requires, and if, and if it's also impacting somebody else, acknowledge it to them as well. Now this is, we think it's such a simple practice and it is, and it's also so powerful because then you start to acknowledge yourself and see yourself as a powerful human being that can deal with consequences. Because if you give your word to somebody else and you didn't follow through up on it, and then you acknowledge that, now you gotta deal with the consequences. 
And this is again why doing so as a practice on a consistent basis builds a stronger muscle of you having the discipline and the self-esteem and the self-respect to know that you can actually be somebody that does what they say. Hmm. So step one, where have you given yourself that you haven't given you a word that you actually that you haven't followed through on? Hmm. Another thing, people. Who are people in your life right now that when you speak with, they just feel like they're, they're draining you consistently? And this is a confronting one. This is, totally. Because I know for myself, I have a lot of, I've had a lot of people in my life, and I still do, where I love them deeply. Um, and I will never cut the tie of not mm-hmm. being in communication with them. However, it's for me to be mindful that I need to choose when I want to spend time with them. And not just going on the whim of last minute plans or um, or even the consistency of constantly being in communication with them. Mm. Um, even because I've said this so many times, but I definitely have people pleasing tendencies. And so, of course, I wanted to be there and be a support to them and and hear them out. But I've noticed and I actually this is a this was a huge moment for me because I always thought I was so introverted and that like hanging out with people drained me. And then it wasn't until I got around people who were kind of in similar conversations that we're in, where they're just like lifting you up, talking about ideas, talking about just life in general, where I would leave conversations and leave gatherings. And I'm like, wow, I'm filled with energy right now. And I was like, wait, but I thought I was an introvert and like I got drained from people. And it made me realize like, wait, no, I just wasn't the conversation. Like it was, in fact, I was just being drained of my energy based on the conversation. And with that being said, I still am an introvert slash extrovert, but it's not as draining as it used to be because now I'm surrounded by people that really fill me up in different ways. Yeah. If you haven't listened to the conversation yet on the retreats, we talked about community and how important it is to be around people that are holding you to account and seeing you bigger than you may be seeing yourself. And what Lauren is pointing to is that. The people that are in your life right now, if you, will, if you, continue, if you continuously engage with someone that all they do is maybe talk about um, their problems, problems, if all they do is talk about other people, if all they do is talk about the past in a non-empowering way, then that's on you to be able to continue to engage in that conversation. Yeah, I now, remember you had very, I, I gave you so much credit because you even had confronting conversations with the people around you um, that were near and dear to you saying that you still wanted to be in communication with them, but you no longer wanted to have those type, types of conversations. Yeah, and just to give you context, so the, the, um, a couple different people, very, very people that were very close to me, one of them, I came out of her womb. That's how close. And this is, this is a, a, an experience, and I said openly because we had an awesome conversation about this, where I realized that I was enabling the conversation to continue. And after we had the conversation of, hey, I'm no longer going to be the space for you to have this conversation with me, they actually came back and they thanked me for that because they realized how much they were allowing those stories, the narratives, other people's problems to drive their life. Mm. So it was very uncomfortable to have that conversation. And did I want to? No, I didn't want to. Did I choose to? 100%. Mm. If I was to live a bigger life with those people in my life, there needed to be a pattern interrupt and there needed to be a sense of accountability for myself because here I was making them wrong 
only to realize, oh, they're coming to me because I listen. Mm. Oh, it has nothing <laughs> to do with them and everything to do with me. <sighs> mm. Such a powerful place to be in. So we have community. We okay. have patching up the holes of your community. Patching up the holes, yep. <laughs> patching up the holes of, and we're talking about specifically your energy drains. Yeah, managing energy drains. Um, and being in integrity, doing the things that you said you were going to do, or communicating with others if you've given a promise mm-hmm. and the third one i would have to say would be to identify different activities that drain your energy yeah i mean it's really plain and simple but actually taking the time and maybe right now you pause it or maybe after this episode you pause it and you literally just like write down a few things that are stealing your energy mm. like i know for me number one it's going to be social media mm. number two it's going to be watching different shows and number three i forget what i wrote down but i know i have a third one <laughs> yeah and just really quick with this because you bring up social media and this is such a key one because again managing ourselves in time mm-hmm. how many times have you gone on social media i'll say this i've gone on social media many times where 15 minutes feels like five and i just wasted 15 minutes and i'm in a full level of overdrive my brain is highly stimulated I've gone from next to next to next to next and 15 minutes my brain and my dopamine is completely elevated what it's what it's normally intaken. Yeah. So now I got to bring myself back to a place of neutrality from that. Social media is one of those things that I got to be so very mindful of, especially if we're looking to manage our energy and the way that we show up in our time. Yeah. And that doesn't mean to say once again where like you could enjoy those things. Totally. But manage yourself in them. Yep. <laughs> manage your energy in them. You know, if you say you're going to just have 15 minutes, put a timer on, have 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, it's such a, it's such an addiction. Um, social media in general, the amount of dopamine, like you said, that gets released is truly, I, I feel it for myself. Yep. And I really acknowledge you because I know you're very mindful around your time on it. Um, and you're very much affected by it. You feel it. I feel like because I'm on it all day as a marketing manager, it's so easy for me to just be in it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it also drains me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So it's finding those things. So finding those activities and those moments that are leaking your energy. Yeah. And the last one, or maybe not the last one, but another one I would say is to reflect and evaluate. So like, are you actually using your time? Or I'm sorry, are you using your energy in ways that are going to support you. Mm-hmm. Do you have a practice that you do on a day-to-day basis on that? I would say my morning and my nightly time like reflection. Yeah. It's like where I actually assess how did I show up today? Like what I was referring back to earlier is like, did I allow the, the day to run me? Mm-hmm. Or did I actually have a say in how today went? Mm-hmm. Did I actually do something that brought life and joy to me how did i celebrate the day how did i bring fun into it or did i just go from one task to another yeah and that level of reflection have you noticed it support your productivity throughout the day oh absolutely absolutely because i'm able to see it like what you said you can't measure what you don't track and so at the end of the week i take some inventory of like how did i do how did i show up yeah. Did I take, which is another one, breaks throughout my day? Mm-hmm. Which I know it's a key one that you and I practice. It's 
again, sometimes challenging when you do have a calendar back to back, but it's even scheduling your calendar for having even just five minutes in between your calls or taking an extra break just after your lunch to go for a walk Mm -hmm. and managing your energy because even, I mean, we're recording a bunch of podcasts today and it's not like we're going from one to the next to the next to the next. By default, my my um, my energy just like wants to just keep going. Yeah. But it's like, no, let's reset. Let's go for a walk in between. Yeah. And it's so important to take that time to just digest mm-hmm. until like so you're digesting before you're switching on and off through different things. Yeah. You know, you make me think of they did a study on um, problem solving. And they found that most problems were solved when people were no longer engaged with the activity that they were first engaged in trying to solve the problem. Mm. So just in case you didn't catch that, they were trying to solve a problem with something and most people came up with a solution to that something when they were no longer involved in that something. So if you're caught up on doing something consistently, you're like, how do do I figure out this problem? Go take a walk. Like literally stop being so engaged in that thing because now you're attached to an outcome this is why when you're in the shower for example how many things come up in the shower it's like a universal thing that when people are showering they get these epiphanies and these ideas that come up maybe not every day even through meditation i sit with either my phone or my journal next to me (laughs) and bless you (laughs) i sit next to my phone or my journal next to me and for like a good minute maybe two minutes in the beginning of my meditation because i am still and i'm not thinking about anything i have all these things come up and so like i will take out my phone and i'll just write it down so it's out of my head it's out of my mind okay tapping back into my body Mm. and i love tony robbins taught this so well in his business mastery that we attended during uh 2020 it was all virtual and he had us being in deep thought and having to really design our business and our structure. However, he would constantly remind us, like if you are at a block, get up and like <laughs> and literally jump around and energy. shake your energy, like move your body because your body is the access to your mind. And so if you find yourself in moments where like you're just frustrated, you're overwhelmed and like, you're trying to f- solve something like, and you're just like hitting these walls, take a step back, go for a walk, go put on a song and like just dance to it. Like stop taking it so seriously yeah. and get yourself out of that. Change your state, change, change the way you're showing up in that moment. <laughs> because then so much more, like if you think about it, even from an energetic perspective, like if you're down and upset and just not feeling well, like what kind of thoughts are you going to produce in that state? But if you're happy, if you're open, if you're if you're happy, you know, things are going to flow in a little bit differently. Yeah. And so it's important to take that time. Yeah. Well, stuck energy and this is where we're getting kind of metaphysical and I love it because stuck energy holds things up. It's like a pipe or it's like a hose. If a hose is if you kink a hose, meaning you bend a hose, was the water gonna go through? The answer is no. So if you have this energy blocked and you're not doing anything to move that energy, then the ideas, the thoughts, the emotions, the feelings are not gonna move either. And like Lauren just mentioned, our body is the access to our mind. Such a simple statement, so much profoundness to it. Because if you really catch yourself in a place of feeling blocked, 
or go do something with your body. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you that for me personally, that was confronting because there's been times where I'm in this place of trying to solve a breakdown that took place and now I'm in my diaper and I'm trying to like <laughs> figure this out in my diaper and it's like, oh, just go take a walk. No, I got to figure this out now. I'm so I'm, I'm like attached to the outcome so much that the very thing that I know will support me, I resist. And then I go take a walk, I jump on a trampoline, I do some breath work, I play the guitar, and that breakdown, that quote unquote problem that was in the space, starts to not look at serious. And then, not look at serious. And then from there, okay, who can I talk to? Who can I communicate with? Who can I seek support from? Or a solution just comes around, an idea pops up, like, oh, maybe we could do this instead of that. Mm. That space in between. The space in between. It's not you're not as charged anymore in this situation. Right. Mm. Right. In yoga, they say allow the exhale to become the inhale and the inhale to become the exhale, and that made no sense to me at first. And it's that space in between. The space in between is the most important part. Mm. That stillness. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. <laughs> well, what a beautiful conversation. So, what is? I know we just gave a lot of tools. Yeah. We gave a lot of different ideas, and hopefully you took some notes because this definitely was a good one. And we encourage you to, to try one thing. Yeah. Just, just choose like one thing from this conversation and give it a try for the next week. And notice how you begin to feel within your energy and within your time. And I'd say this. Start to track how many times you tell yourself, I just don't have the time. Mm. Start to really track that. This was a breakthrough for me because even with the work that I've done, this wasn't too long ago. How many times did I keep telling you I just don't have the time? Mm-hmm. Very often. And then I realized, oh my gosh, I'm allowing this thing that I know is not real to hold me back. So just track it. I literally started to give myself little dashes whenever I caught myself saying I don't have enough time. Dash. And then when you put that dash, then what? Honestly, just a sense of awareness to realize, well, okay, so from then what happened? Okay, where am I, what, what responsibility can I take about this? Because when I was saying I just don't have the time, it wasn't that I didn't have the time. It wasn't that I was creating myself. I wasn't creating the space for myself in that time to do what I said I wanted to do. So my excuse was I just don't have the time. When in all reality, what was happening, I wasn't really controlling and managing myself in time. So again, I went away from time being this villain to the responsibility of me recognizing that I wasn't showing up as my best during that time. Hmm. So for you listening, my invitation is that start to explore. When at, where in your life do you just keep telling yourself, I just don't have the time? And from there, now that you start to shine a light in this dark spot, okay, how can you be responsible for that? Yeah. So thank you for tuning in and listening to this conversation. I know for me at first, and still till it's, I mean, I think it's become a little bit better, but I had, was, had, I had always a confronting experience around time. Um, but hopefully you gain some tools and some experience for yourself and you can reflect back and really just start to look at time a little bit differently and take that sense of responsibility so you can generate yourself in time. Yes. So we would love to hear your thoughts. We would love to hear how this episode supported you and always share it with your friends if you feel like it would be pulled to them. (laughs) Thank you for listening. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to follow, like, and subscribe to stay updated on future episodes. And we would love to know how you enjoyed today's episode by leaving us a review. We look forward to continuing this journey of self-discovery and connection with you, and we'll see you on the next episode. Much love.